Hello and welcome to episode number 27 in our Making Sense of podcast. Um, today I'm joined by Bex, Heather, Magana and Antonia. Want to say hi? Hello. 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 Um, we are looking today at something, a, to- a topic that was um, suggested to us by one of our um one of the people that comes to our seminar groups and someone that's done a couple of our courses actually in the past. Um, and she asked if we could take part the topic of self-esteem. We do take requests. Um, so, uh, so yeah, if there's anything that you particularly wanted us to get us, get in touch and drop us a line and, and, um, give us a topic that you'd like us to cover. Um, and we will do our best. Um, but she wanted us to look at self-esteem and self-esteem is such a massive, massive topic. Um, and you know, we've got an hour or so, and, um, I guess a good way to start this conversation is by asking all of you, what's the first thing that comes into your head when you think about self-esteem or when you, when you hear the words or the term self-esteem? Well, um, I suppose the first thing that comes into my head is impermanence. Like, um, if that's a word, but it's, self- a, very, it's a very Buddhist word. Oh, there we go. Um, like whenever I hear the word self-esteem, it just feels very, um, yeah, something that it waxes and wanes. Like it feels like something that it just doesn't have permanence. Um, it feels very fluid. Oh my God, look at all my, you know, wanky words. Um, if you know what I mean, it's just a real feeling that I get with self-esteem um, when I hear that word and what it means to me. Like I, I I love that description because uh, it feels very kind of intangible and ephemeral. Let's just chuck in some more pretentious words. Uh, <laughs> but it's, when you were talking, I just felt like something was slipping through my fingers. Yeah, that's the and, feeling. Yeah, I, I get it. For me, self-esteem is liking yourself and unconditional love for yourself. Mm-hmm. I would say when I hear the word, I, I, I hear... If someone's got self-esteem, it's got they've got confidence. They're confidence in their beliefs and confidence in their and opinion and going through life with with this confidence. So this, you know, ultimately like your self-esteem uh gives you that confidence. Um okay. Um for me, self-esteem is I guess how you speak about yourself how you think about yourself and how comfortable you are with yourself in your surroundings. And I think it's always something that you need to kind of be working on. Also, I'm told. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess that's the kind of the ephemeral nature of it, isn't it? It's like, it's not something that you just have and get. Actually, some people, I think some people actually do, um, but I think they're a minority, but I feel like, you know, particularly if you haven't got self-esteem and again, you know, we're talking in quite abstract terms, I think it is something that you kind of need to maintain in some way, which I guess we'll talk about in a bit. Um, yeah, I'm going to say something really kind of contradictory and a bit paradoxical, because I feel like I really agree with what Beck's saying in terms of like, it's it's impermanent and I feel like, yeah, it's it's some some days you can feel like you have it and some days less or kind of very little. Um, But at the same time, I feel like it's, I see it as like a kind of a core or a pillar or like a foundation of something. Cause I feel like there's something to me about um, 
building this foundation of self-esteem because I feel like we need it just to exist in life because I feel like life can be really challenging and tricky and I feel like without that central core or that foundation I think it's you know life is really like life is hard enough as it is you know and without that I think it's even worse so I feel like it's something that we need to withstand the blows of life absolutely I totally agree I mean yeah the foundation thing because you know you're lacking self-esteem it runs through everything everything in life yeah totally would you would you all say you've got good or like healthy self-esteem now where you where you're at in your lives today I think mine's a lot better because I learned I've learned what the word is and I've learned you know why you should have it and I've learned the use of having like a good like self-esteem but I think growing up now I know what it is and that it's a good thing to have and I look back at how I was as a teenager like I didn't have any self-esteem it was it's quite sad to think of because I didn't really know who I was no one had ever told me or put some good kind of like core beliefs in me growing up so you're kind of empty and I remember as a teenager I used to kind of be really shy and be really quiet and I also used to copy a lot of other people because I didn't know who I was so if I saw someone that I don't know was wearing like really cool hairstyle or something I would copy that because I thought that they looked happy because they had the self-esteem to kind of pull that off Mm. and because I knew I wanted what they had I thought I would copy the hairstyle they had not really knowing it wasn't really about the hairstyle it was how they thought about themselves they were confident enough to have this like mad hairstyle so how did you feel like when you when you I'm just imagining you doing something really extreme <laughs> just thinking like fuck I don't have the confidence to carry this off um like what what did you feel I mean did you actually feel that you tried stuff and then it didn't kind of quite achieve, achieve the desired effect I don't think I actually ever tried it. I just used to, because you know when you're around someone with like confidence and self-esteem, because you can feel it and you kind of want that. You want what they've got, don't you? So I think I always thought about cutting my hair like them or dressing like them or acting like them, but never having the confidence to actually do it. Okay. (laughs) But just being around that is, I don't know, you can kind of sense what you could cut, you want to aim for. Mm-hmm. But it's confusing it with what they've got physically and what they've got mentally, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and I think it's also a bit of a kind of paradoxical situation again, because on the one hand, people like that can be quite inspiring because you're just like, you know, it's a model of someone with health, really healthy self-esteem. But if you've got really shit self-esteem, you compare yourself and it can make yourself feel really kind of you know much worse. That's really interesting what you were saying about the way that you the people look and, and you kind of presuming that they have that confidence and self-esteem because they look a certain way. Because I, you know, looked a certain way when I was younger and 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 it was loads of people kind of presumed that I had lots of self-confidence because I looked um kind of individual and um unusual, I guess. Um, and it was more the opposite it was more kind of like hiding behind that huge big persona to keep kind of people away um, you know rather than 
to show how you know cool I was because I had like you know Mohican or whatever you know it was it was kind of the opposite I was really similar when I was when I was younger particularly just before I went to university I was like very um experimental with like clothing and hair and kind of fake I didn't have the I, I wasn't actually allowed to pierce my nose but um I got fake <laughs> just others my mum would slap me um but yeah I come when I look back now I kind of on the one hand just think that everyone just thought I was really like came from a very Indian area where I grew up and so just to kind of stick out from the crowd I think is like takes courage by itself um and there's a part of me that kind of really thrived on being very different but when I look back now it felt like a shell like I had the external facade and people probably thought like oh my god he's really confident it's just like yeah pull off that hairstyle um but when I look back obviously like knowing what was going on on the inside I was so I just felt so shit about myself and I didn't realize that at the time like I mean I just I think I was too in it you know, I was just too in kind of feeling shit about myself and I didn't kind of ever stop and think, why am I feeling so shit? Um, because I was too in it. But when I look back now, it's just really interesting because it feels like a such a different person, mm. um, especially kind of knowing what I know now about self-esteem. I think all what you say, all of you really, really, really resonates with me because for me, um, God, when I look back, it's, it's, it was a case of imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome is really wrapped up in self-esteem. And I know that now because it gave me a name. It gave me a name to something I used to do to protect myself. Um, and so when I was younger, I was the loud one, really loud, really obnoxious, really boisterous, um, you know, scrappy as fuck. And um, yeah, really underneath it all, I was cripplingly shy, like, oh god had no confidence um i would try and shy away from any responsibility um and so then i had this big facade just to kind of like keep up an appearance keep people at a distance because intimacy absolutely freaking terrified me um and so it was only learning when i remember i remember it so well learning about imposter syndrome and this was on the next project, which is Psychology for Change, and I did the course in 2014, did I go, oh my God, it just gave me a name for something I did to protect myself from really, really uncomfortable feelings, um, which was really unhealthy self-esteem. Magana, what were you like when you were younger? Bearing in mind, like, you're younger is not that long ago. <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> out of all of us. Yeah, I'm just kind of reflecting on that. Um... I think my lack of kind of self-esteem was more like in the educational setting, like, because in the friend setting, I, I guess I felt quite comfortable being myself around my friends and I always had the same group of friends. And so I didn't fit it in that respect, but it was more about believing in myself that I was capable at, in like in the educational setting. Cause I always thought I was always not very clever or dumb. And that really affected my self-esteem. It wasn't until I started, we started having to be graded and I was getting good grades, I realised that that's not true. Those core beliefs aren't true about myself. So that's when I realised that, yeah, I did lack self-esteem in that regard. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when you think about the educational system and how much pressure there is to achieve mm. um, and this kind of sense of, like, failure, I think it's really huge. Um, 
What was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because um, I was just thinking about, so we were having a bit of a chat before this recording and, and Magana, you mentioned Maslow. Mm. I'm a big fan of Maslow, um, as some people know. And um, one of the things that people don't really understand about his theory of uh, his hierarchy of needs, it's, it's a theory of motivation. And so it's a theory of kind of trying to describe why we do the things that we do. And he actually never put it in a pyramid form. He kind of just, you know, wrote books. And I think people kind of put it into that like structure after he died. And, you know, other people like added extra things. Um, but one of the things that he says, which I think is really important to understand about the, the hierarchy of needs is that, you know, we will do whatever we can to get those needs met, even if we're getting them met in dysfunctional ways. So the second, so first here is kind of physiological needs and like food and water and all that kind of stuff. Next one is safety and security needs. So like a good example of that is like, yeah, we kind of need a, you know, secure roof over our head and hopefully kind of like, you know, decent accommodation and stuff like that. Um, but one of the things that we might do is we might stay in a really, really bad relationship because it gives us this false sense of safety. It's like our need for safety overrides, whether it's coming from a good source or a bad source. And so it's, so then there's the next one, which is belonging. And then the one after that, the going up the ladder or the kind of hierarchy of the pyramid is self-esteem. So he talks about, um, you know, things we do to kind of get self-esteem, you know, and we might be part of, uh, you know, groups and we might kind of have the sense of belonging from them. And we have the sense of like ourselves reflected in them. That's all great. That's all the positive stuff. But one of the things that we might do is we might try to get our self-esteem in any way we can, um, even if it's dysfunctional. So, you know, really classic ways, like the person who changes their Facebook picture like every day or two days um, and just wants, you know, 47 people being, you know, liking it and just saying like, oh, babes, you look amazing. Um, or, uh, or um, I don't know, some guy having a midlife crisis who's got loads of money and decides to buy a Ferrari or something, you know, like it's just kind of getting your sense of self from the outside. And I think to me, that's that the darker side of Maslow, I think is really interesting. It's like when you look at the fact that we will do whatever we can to get those needs met, even if they're really, really, you know, coming from dysfunctional places. So, so again, kind of going back to this idea earlier of like self-esteem being a foundation or a core that is necessary for life. It's so necessary that we will try to kind of get it and develop it and maintain it in any way we can a lot of us do it in dysfunctional ways yeah 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 kind of false ways or like yeah yeah well it's all that getting your needs met stuff isn't it it's like confusing needs with wants um you know um a need is like you know obviously food nourishment everything like that want is you know i must have the latest tech or stuff and then basically that fills that hole in you because you go out and you go shopping and you get the latest tech or the latest dress or the thingy or whatever it is and you're feeling like oh that completes me because you're not aware of like what your needs actually are you're confusing them with with wants um and that only works um you know as gives you certain kind of relief for a certain amount of time um and this is all kind of like you know normal human stuff I do want to say like it's not you know I know it's problematic and everything like that but we are human and you know there are reasons we develop poor self-esteem if you will um 
And understanding those reasons behind it is, is really, really important. It actually helps you put a name to it, like I was sort of saying before, and develop it. But knowing the difference, I think, between needs and wants is kind of like, you know, a real step. It's been a step for me. Um, and, yeah, just kind of understanding kind of like the motivation ar ar around needs and, and what where it comes from. Um and, you know, I, I think uh, for me, it just sounds like core beliefs are like a huge part of developing our self-esteem. And, you know, I don't know if I'm kind of taking the podcast down a different route right now, but it might be worth mentioning just to say that, you know, core beliefs are those absolute truths that we hold about ourselves as individuals. Um, and, you know, they develop, you know, from our att attachment styles with our caregivers, trauma, like so many different reasons, mental health, anxiety, depression, is that so much, so many different factors um, which make up our core beliefs. Um, and so, you know, if you go through life thinking you are bad, you know, what ends up happening is you become you you think you're bad so you're just like oh fuck it I'll just be bad um and you know in that case like where are your needs and your wants like where what what is like how do you identify that if you have kind of like this um th this absolute belief of yourself um and so like I feel like you know within that within understanding that self-esteem is kind of like quite so many different factors and components um yeah, just helps us sort of, I was going to say, make some sense out of it a little bit, but help us identify, you know. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's what you're both saying, like the foundations and, you know, our core beliefs and it's stuff that we have from how we were as children and how we were brought up and what we were told and what we experienced. Um, and, you know, if you had healthy relationships with your parents you know that 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 were able to express love and caring and nurturing to you is going to be a long way to helping you have that self-esteem as opposed to you know being in dysfunctional families where you weren't heard you you know you weren't kind of loved or nourished um and your voice wasn't important or was not even important was was a hindrance and you didn't want to you know no one wanted you to, to hear your voice and you were shut up you know you're going to carry on that through so it is like you know you're you know it, they, these core beliefs which we've spoke, spoken about in another podcast um they are they are the roots of, of these kind of like these things of like you know low, low self-worth and low self-esteem and it's kind of like being able to kind of unpack that and look at it and you know maybe understanding it a bit more that that it's not you it's it's kind of like all these outside things that kind of make you think the way you do but you know a lot of the time our thinking is just wrong when we think about ourselves in, in such a negative way definitely and you know a real example of that is like you know I know we have sort of done a kind of core beliefs podcast and you know listen to it by all means but you know I always felt like I was invisible like that you know um that I didn't have like you know I don't know like a presence like I, I was just not seen um hence the real loudness because I was like I really fucking want to be seen but I don't know how to be seen um and I have all these uncomfortable feelings 
inside me, which I don't know what to do with. So I'd just be loud and just get into trouble and, and stuff like that. And so that's really, I think, you know, my, um, and once again, I, I learned this by doing psychology for change, like back in 2014. And it just blew my bloody mind. Cause I was like, oh my God, you're saying that the reason why I behaved the way I did is because I was covering up uncomfortable feelings. And that's when I absolutely understood what self-esteem was, is the fact that actually self-esteem is, yeah, that kind of um, being able to express and be who you are, which I think you said at the start, Antonia, being comfortable in your surroundings, being able to comfortable in yourself, being able to express yourself without, you know, doing all the whole passive aggressive thing and everything. But, you know, yeah, yeah, it it, it does. It takes time. And when you do get to a place of self-esteem, once again, you know, there are days where it's poorer, better, lesser, etc. I was thinking when you were both talking actually about um, self-awareness, you know, like, again, you know, one of the kind of main points of the work we do is to help people give people the opportunity to spend some time essentially like looking at themselves, like rather than being in themselves, like actually kind of st- taking a step back and just almost looking at themselves from the outside and just thinking like, oh my God, like you were saying back to like, oh, that makes sense of why I did this, or that makes sense of why this happened. And um, earlier I Googled self-esteem because I was curious to see how it is defined um, by the dictionary that is Google. And uh, it says, you know, self-esteem is the opinion that you have of yourself. And so that connects to these core beliefs, but I feel like it's really important to just like keep this, this like hold on to curiosity here and just think like, okay, what, what do I think about myself? And then, you know, don't stop there. Just start thinking like, well, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I think that's kind of one of the things we try to do on our courses, give people space to just take that stuff apart because so many people don't really get a chance to do that. I was thinking as well about how self-esteem develops because I know Heather, you talked about how it kind of, stems from your childhood and how you're loved but I was also thinking kind of later in later years it stems or sometimes stems from your, your peer group and I'm thinking about those around you and um, how you perceive them whether you feel supported within your peer group or perhaps when you're on social media looking at other people and perhaps you feel you compare yourself to other people um, so for me I guess if I'm really reflecting on myself like in my younger years I don't, I think my self-esteem was okay, but it was only when I was maybe in my 20s that my self-esteem dropped because I realised, you know, like using social media more, like what it's, I don't maybe, I realised what mainstream people kind of did and I compared myself to them. And that's when I started kind of, my self-esteem started lowering because I realised that I'm not like them and I'm slightly different. And then I started thinking that's not a good thing. Whereas before I was, quite happy in being different so I guess the rise in technology has affected the way we see ourselves and affected people's self-esteem totally I think that's such a good point such an important point um because we are a product of our society aren't we we're a product of our upbringing and that's not just our family we're also kind of brought up in a culture by the culture around us um and and also, you know, there's something to bear in mind that like this world that we live in, at least in you know in the West, you know, this kind of capitalist world and this capitalist system thrives on people having shit self-esteem. Because generally when you feel shit about yourself, you might do something like shopping. You know, you, I remember listening to a podcast the other day 
And this woman was just saying how, like, she at one point recognised that she only shops when she's feeling shit about herself. <laughs> Such a, and I was just like, my God, like, I, I mean, I'm sure there's times where I shop because I need to shop, but you know, but when I kind of like, impulsive shopping, when I'm like looking at stuff that I don't really need, I'm sure that's linked to having a shit day or you know going through a bit of a kind of a trough in how I feel about myself you know but we we live in a society that kind of requires you to feel shit about yourself because if you feel shit then we're going buy shit absolutely you feel shit you buy shit and especially the sponsored ads that you get about things that you're particularly looking at things that you feel particularly shit about shit sorry things that you feel particularly shit about they um tend to be advertised to you personally so yeah yeah the other day I was so close to buying this like copper lined Japanese um, milk pan. <laughs> so really random. And I'd like to think that I'm not susceptible to ads, but it was just like showed up on my ads and I was just like, oh, it is a nice pan. <laughs> Found myself like on the website and then I just went, right at some point caught myself. Just thought, I don't need a fucking copper lined, you know, Japanese milk pan. I don't even drink milk. <laughs> Getting out of it for fucking harem pants. I hate them. <laughs> oh, that's so rude. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> How that comes to work in some MC Hammer pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they go for short people, do they? They get lost in the folds. <laughs> oh my god. So, so okay. <laughs> I'm curious to know, like now, as people that, you know, have generally kind of quite healthy self-esteem, at least that's my sense of you all, um, knowing you, what do you do to, to maintain your self-esteem? How do you, how do you work at it? Work at it seems like the wrong words because it feels like it's like a chore. It feels like, I don't know, how do you maintain it? I'm going to be honest, right? Mine's really, really simple, but my self-esteem is directly linked to how I feel physically. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, obviously there's a lot of other things as well. And, you know, I'm sure everybody else will mention them, like, you know, the stuff we've mentioned on the podcast already working on it. But if I'm feeling physically shit, my self-esteem is all over the place. Like I've got um, trouble with my womb. I don't mind saying um, to the populace who are listening to this podcast. And so I'm in pain quite a lot of time. And I feel very, you know, uh, fluctuating moods. And I'll tell you, it just completely floors me, like confidence and ability to just get up and do things um, and believe in myself, all that stuff. And I found out like just exercise, um, you know, I've become a really keen walker over lockdown. Oh my God, I've, you know, when I just came back from holiday and did a few walks, quite long ones, and I'm still aching. Um, and so I'm really looking forward now to getting back into the process of getting out, walking, um, sort of pushing myself, building up muscle. Um, and I know it's all this endorphin stuff, but I actually think it's a little bit more. I think it's actually being good at something, you know, I think like it's nurturing. Um, it's not, no, it's not a talent. What is it? It's nurturing a skill. Okay. And I know it's only walking. That's all it is, but 
I love the idea of building up a bit more muscle in my legs or kind of like walking. I, I really hunch over a lot because I do a lot of sewing, but it, it, it sorts out my posture. Um, and so I stand a bit taller and I breathe a bit different. And so like noticing those changes in my body, positive changes, um, you know, it's just absolutely, I come back and I feel like not only I've accomplished something, I feel like I've done a good job of it. And, you know, I feel physically better. So yeah, for me, actually, to continue working on my self-esteem, which will be a lifetime thing, um, as long as I have exercise, I feel like that's one of the biggest, yeah, the biggest um, things for me. Can I just say, like, really quickly, two things in response to that, just because otherwise I'll forget. The first thing is I really relate to the physical thing. So I, I do yoga. I've done yoga for quite a while. And, and by the way, in the last podcast, Tony referred to me as a yoga master. I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just need to say uh she should see my teacher um but but you know it's not about being a master um but uh but I remember like when I first started to do yoga and particularly the form of yoga I do now which is quite like physically demanding in some ways and there's lots of like backgrounds but I really remember the point where I started to feel my body changing and I felt strong I felt physically strong I felt my muscles were strong and like the strength helped me to stand up tall and my posture used to be shit, like helped me kind of maintain like a straight spine and stuff like that. But I remember the feeling of like strength in my muscles, like kind of equated to strength in my mind. Really, really remember that moment. And the second thing I wanted to just quickly say about the walking thing, another kind of term that I picked up in, in one of Maslow's books, I'm on a bit of a Maslow trip today, um, is he talks about this word, which I really love, but I can never pronounce it properly. So if you're German, you're probably... Um, say it much better than me this word called functions I can't say it functions lost <laughs> it's like function with a k functions lust like lust for well i don't think it's lust for function but anyway the 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 point of the word the definition of the word is the joy that you feel when you are competent at something and i really 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 love that word you know it's like when you're doing something that you know that you're kind of good at doing it it might be cooking it might be sewing it might be yoga it might be walking whatever there's the physical act of what you're doing but there's just something kind of emotional or maybe it's kind of even more than that you know maybe it's even spiritual that you feel good at doing that thing i love that i really love that word oh that's not my new favorite word now yeah say it again bob Functions lost. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind, kind of like, what do you feel good about? I mean, I, I guess feeling like I don't have much self-esteem um, and being able to now come to a place where I try not to listen to my internal dialogue so much because my internal dialogue is really, can be really negative. Um, I didn't really understand that that's what I was doing to myself I guess we, we were talking about when we kind of first realized about self-esteem as well it would be like going to my drug services the first time I did like in my late 40s and the the, the woman who was my worker saying to me have you listened to how you talk about yourself because I hadn't it was just yeah, I didn't realise that I was being so negative on myself when she would say back things that I'd said about myself. And they were fucking awful, really awful. Things I wouldn't even say about my worst enemy, you know, I'd think about myself when I'd say to myself. So I guess one of the first things that, that, that I did specifically, and I had to work at it, was to stop that um, 
dialogue, not necessarily to kind of even go further and go, I, I love myself and all that, but just to kind of like stop the negativeness or be aware when I'm doing it because I just slipped into it automatically. Uh, uh, be aware when I was doing it and stop myself doing it. And, that, and, it, and I had to work on that. Uh, and I still have to kind of work on it, but uh, to a lesser extent, you know. Um, and I guess the things about, you know, doing something well, my head will still tell me. You know, other people will say, oh, you've done that really well. Oh, no. And I will look at all the things that are wrong with what I've just done, you know, uh, as opposed to taking on board, you know. So that's another thing that I'm aware of that I have to kind of catch myself. And through my process of what I do in, in my recovery work, um, being in a fellowship and, and all that. So we do, I do specific work on, on looking at my low self-esteem. And it's like, you know, catching, catching myself doing that, not, not, not doing it, trusting, trusting in other people. So people I value their opinion of, trusting their opinion over over what my head tells me because because it can be wrong a lot of the time you know um and so so trusting in them um as opposed to uh yeah my own my own points of view and i guess another one would be like having healthy boundaries like i didn't even know that what boundaries were having healthy boundaries so really choosing who i'm around so like this is clearly you know, toxic people avoiding toxic people but being around people that are you know uh looking after themselves or you know being positive i really notice a difference when i'm around people who are being really negative and and um and kind of like slagging off people or but you know and but not doing anything for themselves and that negativeness so I'm kind of like, you know, I choose who I'm around. I've had lots of really, really horrible fucking, you know, uh, relationships. Again, linked to my, you know, low self-esteem and low self-worth. I wouldn't fucking put up with that anymore, you know. So there's these kind of boundaries about what, you know, who, I, who, I, who I'm with, who I want to be with, who, um, and, you know, having, making a concerted effort with, with those choices in my life. For me, I think maintaining my self-esteem um, I need to be balanced or be a bit holistic so for me I think it's really important to kind of maintain close friendships to keep in touch with people and not get too focused on something else but just maintain friendships but it's also good to have like hobbies I do for myself by myself I think that's really important for me so um, I started in lockdown trying to make um, candles <laughs> so that was something I did for myself it was nice choosing the scents and stuff and it was quite therapeutic in a way so just having small things I do for myself and it makes me feel good about myself because I've got a product that I've finished a candle I light it when I'm feeling when I'm by myself and it smells lovely so just having those small things um it's good so balance that's a key word for me um I think I'm gonna jump on the exercise bandwagon because I, I have a really like complicated relationship with my own body um, where sometimes I don't like it and I, it, I feel I don't feel comfortable in it. So I think doing exercise for me, it's that thing where, you know, I'll, I'll be either riding my bike or walking or swimming and I can feel like the energy in my own body and it feels like a good place to like be inside. I normally don't feel like that. So when I'm in the middle of exercise and I have that feeling, it's like, oh, this is nice. I recognize my like my own strength. Um, 
And I think it's also really important to kind of recognize yourself for who you are and what you were good at and how you look. Because I've spent a lot of like my past comparing myself to other people and trying to get what they have. So it's kind of recognizing that what they have is really cool for them, but thinking about what is good for me and what I like. And, you know, like the music I like and the stuff that I like is good and being kind of proud of that. And not everyone else might, might not like it, but I'm like, I don't care. I really like this and I like doing that and kind of owning it. And yeah, you get a better sense of kind of who you are when you're proud of what you like and who you are. I love that. I think it kind of, yeah, going back to what I said earlier, like self-esteem and kind of working on it, it sounds like, I don't know, there's something, um, not negative, but it kind of makes it sound, like I said, like a chore or just like a task or something to achieve, you know, whereas the way you were describing it, this process of self-discovery, I think it sounds really exciting. Just like yeah. about who you are as a person and what excites you and what, you know, what hair looks good on you. <laughs> not this thing this is henna gone wrong no but it's it's kind of yeah it's being proud of who you are because when you spend a lot of time not really knowing who you are like you have to recognize the positives and like exactly what you look like be proud of your own body be proud of what you look like and be proud of you know you know so what if you really like listening to Britney Spears there's actually nothing wrong with that but as long as you enjoy it that's okay yeah absolutely because again, when you when you don't, when you have, I remember like starting this playlist on um, Spotify called Guilty Pleasures, because I was just like, oh, well, I'm going to like play, I don't know, Tears for Fears, or actually that's quite good. But you know, there was kind of like, I don't know, Beyonce song on there or something like kind of cheesy shit. And I remember at some point just thinking like, no, it's all right to like this stuff. Because when, you know, otherwise it's like, a sh it's shame. It's like, and then this is like a really minor thing, like, oh, listening to Beyonce in private. But, you know, I think there's just something about, when you have these secrets you yeah there's a sense of shame attached so funny because I used to be such a snob like you know about people's literature choices what they listen to I was one of them right you know and within me somewhere still am but I'm a bit more kind of just balls out cheese now I'm like I watched an episode of the Real Housewives of New Jersey right because it was on TV the other week fucking loved it I was like oh yes what's going on here um and so yeah I'm trying also with my self-esteem because you know to try and not be such a kind of culture snob now as well which I'm you know take it's 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 a work in progress I remember when I was younger breaking up with a boyfriend and wasn't just because of this but I remember going to his house for the first time and he went to the loo and I just was went straight to his cd collection and <laughs> <laughs> really really bad music I mean I thought it was bad at the time but you know I was I was quite young and I was just like you know comparing myself and it was it, the, the act is really negative I was kind of making myself feel better that kind of snobbish thing because I just thought like oh my god he just trying to remember who it was it, there was this like American real kind of middle of the road kind of like jazzy pop singer I can't remember her name <laughs> but it was I just saw it and my heart dropped it sounds yeah great and I left uh, <laughs> um what was I gonna say what helps me um I really relate to what you were saying Heather about like listening to your thoughts or knowing when to not listen to your thoughts that's a really big thing for me and I can and again it took me years to kind of like join the dots here but I remember 
some point joining this, seeing this pattern of like the days where I feel shit about myself. I mean, it could, could be related to other things, but like if I've had a really bad sleep, um, like fuck knows what happens in my head. Like, I don't know if it's like a brain chemistry thing, but like, I just think so differently and critically and like catastrophically and like I kind of like now, like, uh, uh, you know, and again, it's a self-awareness thing. It's just like, rather than respond, reacting to things like, and kind of being in the mood and in the moment, like now kind of being able to spot like, oh, I'm, you know, being really harsh on myself, like what's going on here? And it might be that like, oh, I've had really shit sleep for two nights. Um, or if I'm anxious, you know, I might just stop and think like, okay, what's this feeling? Like, so I feel like I'm building healthier relationship up with my emotions and my kind of internal world and able to step back and kind of just think, Hey, what's going on rather than reacting. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Really helpful. Okay. Yeah. So it's probably a good place to start thinking about wrapping things up. Um, you know, nice to end on the things that we are, we are doing. Hope some of that helps our listeners. Um, it might be nice to just end by us going around and just saying what, you know, what one or couple of things we've taken from, today try not to say the word takeaways but you know what are your takeaways i've taken away that new word i've learned i've learned it so well i've forgotten it but um the german word that you explained for me how do you say the game i'm not taking the piss here it literally is because i remember i like writing it down and asking a german friend um and he said it's function function Functions lost. Functions lost. really weird things with your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, that's really important, like being being confident in your competence um, is important to your self-esteem and something that I hadn't, I'd forgotten really. I think it's important. So yeah, that's a take-home message for me. And it's like, and there's a process, isn't it? Like, I feel like in different stages in our life, sometimes we have quite high self-esteem, sometimes a bit lower, but it's building that resilience and having those techniques to kind of try and keep it as level as possible and as healthy as possible. Oh God, I really love so much stuff. Like so much, I was just like, I, I, the word was brilliant. Um, I definitely love the idea of feeling like, you know, you, you're happy with, something you've done or the, the being good at something I really I really like that so um I feel like you know um just in terms of real practical like immediate kind of self-esteem stuff like listening to the voice in your head to me is just like hearing the language you know you the way you speak about yourself your internal voice like yeah you know actually that's just one thing which I think we can all sort of you know go away and do straight away um and I feel like that's incredibly important and then I really love what you said Antonia um oh god I've forgotten now but you know you were talking about I think words to the effect of find you know being okay with what you like and love and finding that out um and so I just yeah those two are really gorgeous points yeah, that resonated with me when you were saying about that, because I, you know, brought up with not that many people appreciating my my musical tastes, shall we say, my eclectic musical tastes. And um and yeah, and my music's fucking brilliant and I love it. But it is very eclectic, yeah. And and you know, I do try not to be a music snob, but it's that thing of like remembering, you know, that it doesn't matter what other people 
I think, because I like it. So I'm going to still keep playing it loud. <laughs> and that helps myself. So that helps me feel better as well. You know, listening to music, mm -hmm. jumping around, <laughs> dancing in the front room. <laughs> um, I remembered who that artist was, Diana Crowell. Do you know? Who? Oh my God, I don't know why I've got such a thing against her. <laughs> who is it, Diana? Diana Crowell. Never heard of Diana okay, Crowell. Anyway, that's like ridiculous snob snobbery. Um, so yeah, maybe my, my takeaway is kind of like, just being glad that I'm not the music snob that I used to be. And, uh, and also just, you know, on a serious note, recognizing now when I look back, how so much of that was just a cover or like a mask and how much of that was just um, needing to feel better than other people. And yeah, I just think that's actually really sad. Um, so I'm trying to have compassion for my younger self, you know, that came from somewhere or that kind of behavior came from a lack of um, self-esteem. But um, yeah, just, I'm uh, sorry, kind of rambly takeaway, but I just, um, I really loved everything today, really. Maybe that was my takeaway. Oh. Thank you for listening, everyone. And um, yeah, if you do have requests for future topics, um, not completely random ones, like, I don't know, you know, kind of palm trees or something, but <laughs> <laughs> something generally that's in our realm of work. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bye. Bob. Bye. Thank you.